I'm a grind and What's up everybody, my name is Sid, and I've teamed up with the big homie Reg to bring y'all something new, something we like to call Beyond the Scoreboard. Y'all be sure to review, rate, and subscribe. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard. As always, I'm Sid. What's going on, Reg? Man, everything's good, man. How you doing, Sid? I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. Yes, sir. So today, for the first time in probably, I feel like a month, we actually have a show where we can start off talking a little Saints talk. Uh, so let's start there. The Saints, over the past few days, have started making moves. Uh, per usual, it seems like they get ahead of every other team in the NFL when it comes to <laughs> start to make moves and make decisions uh -huh. on what they want to do in order to figure out their cap situation. Um so earlier today, I want to say, I want to say it was earlier today, not yesterday. Um, they went ahead and agreed to a two-year deal with JT Gray, mm -hmm. um, keeping him in-house mm -hmm. for at least two seasons. They re-signed Noah Spence mm -hmm. to a one-year minimum deal. Something like that. Yeah. Um, they did a simple restructure on David Onyemata's contract. Mm -hmm. That freed up $4.34 million. Um, they've been shopping around defensive tackle Malcolm Brown, mm -hmm. which that would free up about $5 million. Um, today, they released Jared Cook, mm -hmm. um, who was said to be a free agent anyway, anyway but they, yeah. were going, they went ahead and terminated his contract. And they also cut Josh Hill. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you think just about those moves uh, so far? Yeah, so uh, JT Gray signing, that made all the sense in the world. I know most Saints fans might not know who he is, but uh, he's a, a kid who has a lot of potential, um, and especially losing uh, Marcus Williams. You got the whole pretty much every safety who who knows the system and, you know, some that anybody who you feel like showed a little promise and may be yeah. able to, you know, bring forth a star or a, a worthy starter, you got to hold them, especially when it's not going to cost you nothing. Uh, the big sign, of course, was David Ayumanya, who I feel like has been the best defensive tackle for us for at least the last two seasons. Uh, so I definitely wanted to lock him up. And like you said, it, it created more space. Uh, so I was, you know, a big fan of that signing. Um, the defensive tackle position and all, I've said this many a times, I think that has been one of the most stock position that stock positions that we've had at times within the last two seasons. And then to start this year, uh, you had um, Roach, Malcolm Roach, I believe, yeah. uh, who, who, I mean, in preseason was shining. He got a couple opportunities early in the year, and he made the most of them. But because of that heavy rotation, he hardly saw playing time. So uh, it makes all the sense in the world to shop Malcolm Brown around, see what you could get for him, because he's going to be very serviceable for another NFL team. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm very happy at the deep defensive tackle spot. Obviously, that's a position that we can coach up pretty good. Who knows what we do in the draft? Who knows, you know, if once we get on the cap, you know, what money we have to bring on board another veteran defensive tackle or, or whatever the case may be. But that's that's a position I'm pretty pleased with as of right now. Uh, the cutting of the tight ends. Jerry Cook, we already, you know, knew yeah. his, you know what, what the case was. We were moving on. He was a free agent, whatever. Um, to be honest with you, I kind of somewhat expect him to retire. Um, he still can put together 500 yards, 600 yard receiving for, for some ball club, help, yeah. help them out of some sort. However, um, 
paying even fair money for him to me just didn't seem right for us. Yeah. Uh, you know, we definitely needed to move on. And I wouldn't even say upgrade, but just kind of like the Drew Brees situation, we know we're not winning with that. So let's just yeah. move on and, 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 you know, get to a younger guy. Um, Josh Hill. So I didn't expect us to release Josh Hill. That To me, that was the most shocking move. Yeah. Uh, like I said, you know, you're losing your starter. Normally, it's the next guy up. But, however, we still got Troutman, who uh, showed a little promise in the season. And he gets comparisons to all the great tight ends in the NFL. So uh, I'm very anxious to see what he can bring to the club. So, yeah. overall, like you said, it's about getting under that cap, freeing up as much money as possible. And these are guys who uh, we can definitely do without. So it all makes sense. So I'm with you 100% on the JT Gray situation as somebody who that's easy. Like, go ahead and get that done. Right. Um, I would expect the next person in that category to get done is, is Justin Hardy. Uh, mm -hmm. I expect the contract to be coming uh, for him that's similar to that. Mm -hmm. um, Jared Cook, like you said, we all knew what that was going to be. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm Brown, the fact that his cap hit is $5 million, that we was going to be freeing up five, you knew he was gone, yeah. whether they cut him or they, they trade him, which I love to see that they were looking at trading him so we could actually get something back right. mm -hmm. uh, for him. So I love seeing that. Uh, but like you say, David Anyamada has played great these past two seasons. Malcolm Roach is, uh, is becoming – well, he really shined last year in a, in a rookie year when you don't expect too much from a guy like that, you know. Right. Um, that he wasn't somebody we were looking at and saying, yeah, we expect the world from that guy. And like you say, uh, the thing that probably hurt him most was how deep we were at defensive tackle last year. Mm -hmm. um, and with Sheldon Rankins becoming a free agent uh, this year, the Saints could be still looking to try to bring him back uh, once they, you know, figure out their cap situation. Or they might be looking at it as let's roll with Malcolm Roach and David Anyamada and we'll be fine. You know, probably mm -hmm. fit in another guy and we'll be right. fine. Yep. We'll um, always have a three-guy rotation at D-Tackle. Yeah. So the same – and then the same as you. The most surprising to me was the Josh Hill. Mm -hmm. I didn't see him uh, getting cut. Um, so that definitely shocked me. And but once again, Adam Troutman is somebody that's getting high praise. Mm -hmm. um, and also, there will be a lot of veteran tight ends out there that you could probably get for less than what you would have paid a Jerry Cook and get mm -hmm. still get more production out of as well. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think Jerry Cook will retire. I think he'll end up playing with somebody uh, next year. He'll probably get a two-year deal this offseason mm -hmm. to go play from somebody else, and he'll be serviceable. Right, right. Um, but like you say, for us to pay him fair money for the production we were getting out of him, nah, we couldn't keep doing that. Um, there was the report that even with us having to come up from under the cap by so much money, there's still an intention and a want to bring back Marcus Williams for the right price. Um, that honestly is kind of shocking to me. Um, I definitely, even with them saying that, I definitely see them getting outbid of whatever their financial, you know, whatever that place is they're willing to go with him. I can see somebody else giving him more. Um, so that, that kind of shocked me. Um, I, like I say, I, I, the same thing with Von Bell. 
just a year ago was the same situation I was seeing for Marcus Williams, but obviously they're still high, pretty high on him, uh, or at least higher than what they were on Von Bell and actually uh, really value him at that safety position back there. Um, but he was somebody that me and you had both been saying if uh, we don't really expect him back uh, right, right. next season. Yeah. yeah, and not just not just us, but most of the NFL world is big on Marcus Williams and what he could bring to a ball club. Um, and I mean, a lot of people don't like losing starters, and I and I'm yeah. and I'm one of those guys unless unless there's a chance to upgrade or there's a chance to save a a, a, a lot of money in that yeah. situation. So I don't know if if you recall, but we went on a stretch of playing without Marcus Williams last year. And I was kind of worried because he's the free safety. He, he plays 20, 30 yards off the ball at times. And he, I mean, he has to know what's coming. And uh, to his to his credit, he was in place a lot this season. He was where yeah. he needed to be. However, we went on a stretch of three or four games playing without Marcus Williams. And the defense didn't miss a beat. Yeah. So... I mean, that doesn't help you in a contract year. Yeah. If we can put PJ Williams back there and he doesn't miss a beat, uh, he, I mean, we don't know if it's, if we can't tell the difference from PJ Williams and Marcus Williams, then, you know, that, that just doesn't help you out. Now, yeah. I will say this keep in mind that the sec, we, we have uh, switched, we switched secondary coaches. I was just about to bring that up. Yep. So that can be, that can play a role. Now, depending on what the new secondary coach acts, uh, from from this free safety position, then maybe um, you know it can bite us in the butt. But but knowing our cap situation, I don't see how we can be even entertaining the possibility of bringing back Marcus Williams. And I see it because it's a safety position. This isn't a position where a lot of money usually gets thrown at a player in general throughout mm-hmm. the NFL. So that's why I can see them still being able to to be players in that game, especially the way we've been uh, constructing contracts uh, the past 10 years, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I could definitely see them, like I say, having having a set price and, you know, being and it being a, a fair, reasonable price, but not budging on getting, going any higher than that. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I think in order for him to come back, he would have to take less money off the rip. I have us being probably the lowest bidding team, serious contenders. When he narrowed it down to his top three, I mean, I feel like the Saints will always be the bottom team bidder for his services. Yeah. And once again, that may be enough. Like I say, it's a team that he's already been, you know, playing for. You have the promise of Chris Richard taking over that secondary now. You know, what kind of influence does that, you know, give a player? So. That'll that'll definitely be interesting to see. Um, so let's move on to the team that we're covering uh, this week, which is the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, on Monday, <laughs> uh, JJ Watt broke his own news saying that he was signing with the Arizona Cardinals. I honestly love the way he played out all of his free agency. Uh, mm-hmm. It was. It was real cool to see him do do that the way he did on Twitter. Kid um, in the candy store. <laughs> yeah. So it ended up being a two-year, uh, I think, $31, 32000000 million deal 32. in total. Mm-hmm. 
Most of that he getting guaranteed. Over. Up. Most of that he getting over. It. He got twenty million fully guaranteed at signing. Mm-hmm. That's already in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other three million dollars that would be owed to him. Uh, I want to say in his first year, because most of his money is coming in the first year. Right. That a uh that's guaranteed for injury. Mm-hmm. So he signed a two year thirty two million dollars, and basically he's getting he's getting more than half of that up front for yep. the first year. So when I first saw the news, it shocked me. Like that's that's not a team. Once again, if you can sign JJ Watt, you sign JJ Watt. I don't care who you are. Okay. If you can sign JJ Watt, you sign JJ Watt. But to me, it was odd. It's an odd pairing to me because of what I I'm quite sure JJ Watt wants is which is a chance to contend for Super Bowls. For the next two years, that's what he signed up for, and where the Arizona Cardinals are right now. Yeah, um, their defense has outplayed their offense the past two seasons. I want to say, mm-hmm. um, Chandler Jones has been amazing. I was I, I looked at the stats, or I saw the stats the other day of um, I want to say the top two sack getters over the past well since the start of two thousand and twelve. Are Chandler Jones and JJ Watt. Mm-hmm. But as we know, this isn't the JJ Watt of then at this mm-hmm. point. Right. But once again, still probably a top lineman. He's just not exactly what he was. Right. Um, so to me, I don't feel like this move for Arizona tips the scale for them any. I feel like defensively they were already in a good spot. And does this make them better defensively? Yes. But when you look at it as you're giving this man $20 million that could have been going elsewhere, you know, and then I had to look at their cap situation. I was like, well, maybe they got more money than I'm thinking they have. And I go look at their cap situation, and it's looking like right now they have about $17 million in cap room. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. You so I th- it comes down to this. The success of J.J. Watt to me, is banking on one, Kyler Murray. If Kyler Murray is extremely successful, if, yeah. he's, if he's Russell Wilson S or, or Patrick Mahomes or anything like that, if he put together one of those seasons where he's simply unstoppable, where Arizona take the field knowing they're putting up 28 to 31 points every single game, then the J.J. Watt signing is going to make the world of a difference. Number two, it comes down to Chandler Jones. I don't understand how we exclude Chandler Jones from the top pass rushes of the National Football League time after time. And, I mean, he's always high-digit sack guy. When he played for New England, um, I remember Herm used to tell me, I don't care what he do all, all season, he never show up in the playoffs. And that, hey, that may be true, whatever the yeah. case is. But you got to respect the guy who's continuously getting double-digit sacks. So if Chandler Jones come back and he's healthy and he's continually, he's going to get you 14 sacks, then and you got Kyler Murray who's averaging 28 points a game, then having that second pass rusher opposite side of him is going to make the world of a difference to me. Because if you're scoring that many points, then that means your defense is obviously playing the pass more than playing the run because they should be playing with a lead. And if Chandler Jones is the Chandler Jones from from two seasons ago and he's still getting after the quarterback and J.J. Watt is going to have one-on-one situations, 
then I, I really like the sign and it makes sense. The downfall is Chandler Jones re-injures himself or he's, you know, not what he's used to being. And then Kyler Murray go out here and he's still throwing the ball for under 200 yards five or six games the, out, out the year. Yeah. Then why signing is horrible. Then keep in mind, if by them signing J.J. Watt, it's very likely that they're going to miss out on re-signing Reddick and Patrick Peterson. When Patrick Peterson said that he was going elsewhere, he wanted to play elsewhere, tested free agency, whatever, to me it made all the sense of the world. I'm like, dude, you should have did this two years ago. Yeah. Well, reports say that Arizona still have interest in him, and I'm just like, you, with what money? <laughs> you know, like, so, yeah, it can go, it can go one or two ways. I like the signing more than most NFL fans do. Um, I kind of see it working out more more positively than negatively. Uh, Arizona, to me, defense they they weren't good last year, but that was out their top pass rusher. Yeah, uh, offense wasn't good. I think I complained about their offense more than just about anybody else's offense last year. It makes no sense to me that Kyler Murray flashes the way he flashes and then he drops down, you know, the way he does. So if he can be consistent. Uh, and put together uh, a season where he can be a top five quarterback, right? And I, I don't mean just in yards because a lot of yards are garbage yards. I mean, really, everybody can hold him in, in the top five for quarterback out of all, you know, important categories. If yeah. he can do that and Chandler Jones can put together a good, healthy year like he's been doing, then I I, I like the J.J. Watt signing. See, that's a lot. Like, so this is what I was – because your first point was – well, if Kyler, if Kyler Murray goes out there and play lights out, it's worth it. And my rebuttal to that would be if Kyler Murray goes, goes out there and plays lights out, as long as Shelley Jones was back, they were going to be fine regardless. If Kyler, if Kyler Murray is going to go out there and play lights out, like that's if he went out there and played lights out last season, they might have won the division. You know, like, but like you say, he had these moments of having these highs and then hitting lows like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you think high, high. Well, I know you think more highly of Kyler Murray than I do because we had the conversation. About it. I think where he is now is where he's going to be. This is as good as it gets for Kyler Murray, oh, in my crazy. opinion. That's so crazy to hear I, that because man. I feel like the system. I feel like if you drop him into another system, he doesn't work at all. What? So I think the best that yeah we've we've had this conversation. So I feel like the best that you're getting out of Kyler Murray. Is within this Cliff Kingsbury system. I don't think he goes into another system is and is successful or very successful. Um, I think, I, yeah. So, like I said, there was so much. I would have preferred them see. I would have preferred them go out there and overpay uh, a solid running back, which is something that they need that's going to help out Kyler yeah. Murray. Yeah. Um, um, than to put so much money into J.J. Watt and then once again, now they're, they're restricted in what they can do in free agency. Like you say, they most likely going to lose Patrick Peterson unless Patrick Peterson sees the signing of J.J. Watt and say, oh, we really got a chance next year. Let me take less. Let me go back. What What are the odds that he does that? He had been trying to get out of Arizona. They were talking about trading him for the past two, three seasons. So yeah. I don't see that happening. And I see it being the opposite. I can see him looking at it like you give him that, and I've been just as good in my position the last couple years, probably better than what he's been in his position the last couple years. What did he do last year to make you say, 
I need to give him 20 mil up front that I didn't do last year. So yeah. that, that can go both ways. And like I said, either way we see it, like we don't see that being the case, him being willing to go right. back there just because JJ Watt's there now. Yeah. So now you're down your top corner. Mm-hmm. We already talked about free agency this year. The corners aren't, ain't too many great ones out there. Right. You know, so now you're putting yourself into, into a position where you're filling your number one corner spot with an average guy or a rookie. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I just there was so much more to me that they could have done with twenty million dollars of cap space mm-hmm. that would have put them in a better position to contend this year than signing JJ Watt. And see, we don't know where else they, what other direction they're going to go. If you tell me that they signed JJ Watt, all right, boom, then they go plug a D tackle, right, and then mm-hmm. they use their picks. They use their picks by 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 uh, by grabbing linebackers. And maybe a corner or they 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 uh, get a corner out free agency who's halfway decent. Whatever the case is, let's just say, for instance, they got Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, a serviceable, a serviceable D tackle, and then a bunch of fast linebackers or something of, of that yeah. defense. Hey, I mean, that's a good recipe to have for defense in today's football, man. Two, two solid pass rushers, a, a, a good D tackle, and fast backers. I'm just saying I, I can see it being somewhat successful to where they have enough to say, hey, Takala, we are built on defense now to hold teams to 20 points a game. It's up to you to go out and win. That's all I'm saying. I, I can see it. If they pull out 10 wins, it just wouldn't blow me away. That's all I'm saying. I it, it, I have to see everything else unfold. I have to see the rest of the signings, and I have to see the draft before I can fairly grade the addition of J.J. Watt. I'm going to put it to you like this. This cannot be the best free agent signing for them. This but can't it be it. <laughs> this can't but it be will it. With, with $17 million remaining. Think about it. It will. So yeah, This can't be it. And once again, the first thing I, the first thing I thought well, not the first thing, but after I got through those first emotions of seeing the signing, I'm like, well, damn, what do they see? Like you said, what did you see from J.J. Watt last year that you didn't see from a Jadavian Clowney or a Shaquille yeah. Barrett or right. you know, a younger guy who's going to last you longer? Who right. you gonna, most, if you're paying them $20 million, then cool, but you was probably paying them less than that, right? Yeah. And you're keeping them for longer. Right. And then you have, like you say, they lose their Patrick Peterson, they lose their Larry Fitzgerald, Kenyon Drake. Right. Well, if Larry Fitzgerald not retiring, then he's going to be back in Arizona. So I'm not worried about that. And I think he's coming back. <laughs> so Patrick Peterson, Kenyon Drake, Devondre Campbell, uh, yes. Marcus Golden, Hassan Reddick, and Kelvin Beecham. Yep. That's a so lot. You, that, that's a lot. And yep. once again, right now, of course, there's going to be a lot of change in the NFL over the next week. Uh, when it comes to players getting cut, released, and traded. Um, but as of now, you're working with $17 million. Got to make it do what it do, Sid. And then you look at the draft and you say, okay, well, they got the 16th pick. you in the middle of the pack. At this point, it got to be a cornerback. So how much does that cornerback give you? You know, uh, which cornerback do you get? Is that the cornerback you wanted to begin with? And then how much you get from that. And I don't think it has to be a cornerback. I really can see it being a linebacker at that pit. So what So what do you do about cornerback? That's what I'm the because same to me, Because to me now, cornerback is the biggest hole on your defense. True, true. But I'm saying 
if I got two great pass rushes, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, what they the way they signed him, they have to believe that he's somewhat still productive to be better than what we saw last year. They have to believe in that. They That's can believe the- that, but what what are your eyes telling you that he's not like that? Well, that when- well, well, keep in mind too, he's playing. If Chandler Jones is healthy and he's the Chandler Jones of old, you're paying you're pa- you're pairing JJ Watt with another dominant pass rusher, which means he don't have to be the center of attention. Which True. means he he can have opportunities playing against uh, the lesser tackle, you know, going against yeah. the right tackle, one on one situations, things of that nature. If that's the case, I can see JJ Watt getting eight to ten sacks if he if he's healthy it's and Chandler Jones is healthy. Which for one, that's a big if. Oh, like over the past years, that has been a big if. If he's healthy, well, he but, gave also, you we, but also we've seen him. On the other side of great uh of the great pass rusher, when Clowney was still in Houston, and once again injury riddled seasons, mm-hmm. but when he was out there, still he wasn't the JJ Watt that we had come accustomed to seeing. Yeah, that's true. But I'm just I'm just talking in football terms. It, it, it makes sense. If I got the 16 pick and I felt like I got two pass rushes, that's that's locked. That's the center point yeah. of my defense. That's the highlight of my defense, two good pass rushes. Then I'm getting backers um, yeah. before I reach for a corner. Um, kind of like what Tampa Bay did. Tampa don't have a great secondary, but their front seven is great, which means we get into the quarterback faster to help our corners out. I'm just saying if that's the approach that they're going to take, and that's what most teams do when building a defense, then I'm just I'm optimistic about it. I mean, I have to I have, let me see it play out. Let me see the pieces they get. Now, if they go draft a dog on tackle with the 16, because they do need to protect they need the tackle, yeah. Like, then I mean, all bets are off. So I'm just saying I have to see it all play out first before I can fairly grade it. And I'm fairly grading it as a C <laughs> because once again, if you can get JJ while you get him, right? But does he take a team? Like the Arizona Cardinals, who we no. look at and say, man, no. if they make some of the right moves, they could be contenders. It's just mm-hmm. one of those moves. No. Mm-hmm. And part of it is the money they paid them. That's mm-hmm. definitely part of it. But once again, I don't think that's where they were hurting most to okay. be addressing in that manner. So I think last year the Cardinals won what it was, eight games, I think? I think so. Yep. How many games do you have as of right now with the roster the way it is? You know who they're losing. You know the possibilities of the little guys they can sign with available money. Yeah. Um, how many wins will you give them right now? That's what it comes down to. Eight. Eight? Yeah, I can still see them winning eight games. And because once and with the way the NFC West stands right now. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're still eight and eight. So I definitely have the Rams, the best team in that division. Seattle has the best quarterback. Yeah, they have the best quarterback in the division. Yeah, and San Francisco was just in the Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah, and last year they were riddled with injuries. Yeah, so getting everybody back healthy, we still know that they can make a lot of different moves. Eight games is a lot. (laughs) That's a stretch. (laughs) Knowing you're going to play. still as the division. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, like you say, we can, we can see it play out, and maybe they got some tricks up their sleeves that we just not seeing as of now. But looking at that move, when it happens, I'm, 
I just don't get it. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So, um, something that you hit me up immediately. Well, not immediately, but after our show last week, I was like, how did we not talk about that? Was the news of Russell Wilson being unhappy in Seattle. Yep. And my response was, well, it don't, it doesn't seem to be too serious at this point. Like there's murmurs here and he came on and said what he said, but it don't, it definitely don't seem too serious. And that's why I wasn't concerned about talking about it. And it seemed like less than 12 hours later, it had become way more (laughs) serious than it had been. (laughs) So as of now, we know that Russell Wilson is a bit unhappy in Seattle. He wants to be more involved. Um, the same thing Deshaun Watson wanted, and Deshaun Watson was guaranteed to get in Houston. And the reason why he's unhappy and wants out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been said all along that Seattle wants to keep Russell Wilson. Even Russell Wilson's agent said he his preference is to stay in Seattle. But just in case, let me give you a list of four teams he's willing to go to. Right. <laughs> Those four teams consisted of the Dallas Cowboys, the Chicago Bears, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. Personally, I still don't see Russell Wilson going anywhere. Um, I think anything short of firing Pete Carroll they'll give Russell Wilson. And that's how I see it. I I see it as whatever they can do to keep their superstar happy, they're going to be willing to do in Seattle. Could be wrong. 100% could be wrong about that, but that's the play that I see them making. Um, A report came out today saying how they've been unhappy, this organization has been unhappy about how all of this Russell Wilson stuff is unfolding and flooded the media and stuff like that. Um, But like I say, Russell Wilson is somebody you're trying to keep in house, and it doesn't seem like he's in a position of where Deshaun Watson is uh, with his mindset of being out of Houston. Mm -hmm. So I I think Russell Wilson stays in Seattle, but how are you looking at this whole situation? Totally different from what Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson already got bags packed. In his mind, he on the beach in Miami. He riding jet skis and the whole nine. It ain't yeah. even COVID going on right now uh, in, in his dreams, man. That man out of there. But Russell Wilson, um, the first thing that when it broke, I took it serious because whenever you have a quarterback uh, that means this much to a team that has been this successful in his career since his early stages of his career – that and you hear he wants out and it's in the media, you got to take that serious. Yeah. That super serious. You know what I'm saying? I can only imagine the offers that Seattle has already um, received uh, on his behalf. Um, you saw the mayor of, of New Orleans, he went ahead and, and, and sent him a little something, something, uh, you know, yeah. let him know, hey, man, look, come on down here, man. And I told you what I'm willing to give up, man. Look, I'm putting the kids through college full rides to LSU. Sierra going to have her own studio built on Canal and the whole, whatever it takes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm man, and you get a Russell Wilson. Now, all the little mock trades that I've seen. Far as the Saints go, I just didn't like that they included Ramcheck. I think that's yeah. ridiculous. 
Yeah. That to me, that when I see that, I'd be like, man, it's people that really don't not too tuned into at least not tuned into New Orleans Saints football. Yeah. Because if you say, why is Russell Wilson leaving? Their inability to provide players on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. He has been the most sad quarterback since he's been drafted. So, yeah. tell me we lose Armstead and we trade Ramchat. Hell, he right back in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they we just throw parades down here. That's it. Yeah. But uh, but if if I would I would really give a lot of things for us. I would really step up to the plate, give you three draft picks, and I understand. I think Russ is what 32, 31, 30, 31, something like that. Um, I understand. You know the likelihood of him. Um, playing out until he's 40. However, this is a quarterback that's capable of doing it. He hasn't been injury prone. He's He's been mobile since he stepped into the lead. I can definitely see him playing 10 more years. Yeah. With that quarterback these days, if he wants to. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, basically, he's giving you a seven, a, a great seven-year window to mm-hmm. win the Super Bowl. And if you tell me I have to give up three first-round draft picks and a player that can play right now, I'm willing to do it. I would like to remove Ramchek from that list and add Michael Thomas. If I have to give up three first-round draft picks and Michael Thomas for the rights of Russell Wilson, it's done. I don't care what contracts have to be moved, what what renegotiation, what yeah. cut. Long as you can keep that line intact and you get Russell Wilson, the rest will, the rest will come, bro. The rest will come. And so, <laughs> of course, there's always a price that I'm unwilling to go to. I would love to keep Ryan Ramchick. The only, the only, the only place we disagree about that is, even if we lost Ryan Ramchick, we still providing a way better offensive line than he's ever had in Seattle, even without Ryan Ramchick. Honestly, do you really think so? With Teron Armstead, Andrew, however you feel about him, Armstead more than likely is gone, and he's Ram- still on our roster. He's still getting paid for next season, so until he's traded, he's there. Okay. Because, like okay. I say, I see more of a restructuring coming with his deal than in, well, an extension because he's a free agent next year. Yeah. So he's there. So you still got Armstead. You still have your, your line is still Armstead, Pete, Ruiz. I don't know, Eric McCoy, right? Ruiz. Mm-hmm. And then you figuring out right tackle. Mm-hmm. That's still a way better offensive line than what Seattle has ever provided him. Yeah. Do I want to give a ranch it? No, that would be the line for me. Um, but outside of that, everything else that I've seen, like you said, with these mock trades, I'd be willing to give up the draft picks that don't concern me at all. Cause you said three, I will give you a first round pick for every year that I think <laughs> Russell Wilson is going to be uh, a starter in the NFL. I don't so know about that. That's, if you're telling me that seven yeah. years or that's eight years, I'll give you eight first-round picks because I believe that for seven or eight years, Russell Wilson's still going to be a top starter and quarterback in the league. So I'm not worried about draft picks. Plus, we're, in a, we're an organization who has um, who has really done well with drafting in rounds that's not the first round uh, mm. over the past year. We, we've mm. hit on second round, third round, fourth round picks. So I have confidence in that, in our organization to be able to make up not having a first round pick with the drafting that they do in the later rounds. Um, I've seen uh, Cam Jordan in a mock draft. Uh, I mean, in a mock trade. I think it was Cam Jordan, Taysom Hill, uh, and first rounders. Love Cam Jordan. But for Russell Wilson, yeah, he can go. 
Like, that's, not even, that's not even nearly enough. That's not even right. nothing to, to consider. Uh, that's and, all. And the Michael Thomas thing is it something Seattle is going to consider. You had brought up Michael Thomas. What, what they needed with a Michael Thomas when they got locked in the DK Metcalf, why bring on the money of a Michael Thomas who isn't, once again, what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. The last we saw Michael Thomas, he wasn't a DK Metcalf or even a Tyler Lockett. Well, when I say Michael Thomas, I was just basically speaking on a superstar level that we have. Yeah. So if you tell me I have to give up a player of his of his um, of his of his ability, uh, I'm saying I'm willing to do that, just not with the offensive line. I don't want to take away from the reason Russ wants to come to me. He want to come to me because, f- for one, Sean Payton. You know, his ability to coach the offensive side of the ball, the success that the Saints organization has had uh, since really getting Drew Brees. But we protect the quarterback. So I don't want to take away from one of the biggest reasons he wants to come here and play. So I'm saying I'm not you. I'm taking away Ramchek and you can have Michael Thomas. I'm taking away Ramchek. You can even have Elvin Kamara. It would hurt me. But I'm saying you can have Elvin Kamara. But I'm, I'm not willing to part ways with a guy that's maybe 24, 25 years old and is already considered a top two right tackle in the National Football League. And, yeah, we look at that a bit differently. Alvin Kamara and Ryan Ramchick would be my short list of players I'm not getting rid of. Those are the two guys. If you're telling me that Ryan Ramchick is absolutely what it takes to get it done, we might have to scale back if you're looking for other players. But Ryan Ramchick and draft picks, if that's what you want, you can have it. Because once again, I'm quite sure Russell Wilson still looks at that and says, that's still the best offensive line I've ever played by, you know. Um, But once again, and I think think what it is in the back of my head, I can't get past the possibility of losing Armstead. I just can't do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just can't do that. And I see it as if you lose Ramchick, then you you're gonna keep Armstead. You're gonna you like because well, you we're talking it. about Ramchick getting an extension this year. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, because he's going into his fifth year. So this this off season, we plan on him getting his extension. Um, it, and it's, what was that last week that we went? I think it was last week when mm-hmm. we talked about Lattimore, Ramchick, or Armstead. Mm-hmm. We said, of course, Armstead is the one we're most willing right. to let go of, mm-hmm. but. If keeping Armstead and getting rid of Ramchick is what's going to bring us Russell Wilson, then I'm fine with it. Yeah, it's something we got to really consider because, like I said, you just you just speaking on behalf of Tyron Armstead, like that man gonna automatically resign. He gonna automatically agree to restructure. He's already but, paid. Yeah, that's why I didn't. That's why I was like, let's not say restructure because he he it's not restructuring. He's up for an extension at this right. point. Right, he's mm-hmm. looking to get extended. Yeah, right. So I'm saying, and and that's not guaranteed because more than likely we're going to offer him the same money that he's making now where he can definitely go somewhere else and get paid more. In a realistic world, we probably want to pay him 12 to 13. But if you're getting rid of Ryan Ramchick, that changes. What you're willing to give to Ryan Armstead changes if you move on from Ramchick. Easy. Like, it has to. Like, there is no way around it. It changes. It's it's really not. Because what we talked about because what we talked about last week was, well, if we get rid of Armstead, who's playing left tackle? Most likely Ryan Ramchick mm-hmm. is playing left tackle for us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're not about to get rid of both of your left tackle options 
You can't let both of them walk out, especially when both of them, like you say, Ryan Ramchick's looked at as what the may probably the number two right tackle in the league, right. and Teron Armstead is looked at as a top five left tackle in the league. Mm-hmm. The only difference is Tyrone Armstead is plagued with injuries, and he's probably mm-hmm. 32, turning 33. I think he's 30. 30. Honestly, 30. yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe. I, I think he, I thought he was a little younger than that. But uh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, and then Ramchek basically still being a baby in the league. That's a, yeah. you know, that's a big which, window difference. Which, once again, is why he's worth so much, you know? That's right. why Seattle would be like, yeah, send me Ryan Ramchick. I got you. Um, so there was some other few moves around the league over the past week or so um, that garnered some type of attention. Uh, Kyle Rudolph got cut um, yesterday, I want to say. He got cut yesterday, um, which isn't shocking. Uh, they have Irv Smith Jr. over there now, somebody who's younger, who has a higher ceiling than what Kyle Rudolph does at this point. Um, I didn't actually know that Kyle Rudolph was still only 30 years old. Um, he definitely intends to play uh, more football, and I think he has some some definitely some serviceable years left in him. Mm-hmm. Um, the Raiders cut Tyrell Williams mm-hmm. uh, a few days ago. He's already signed a new Sound. deal. Yeah, he, he signed with the Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a great move for both. Because uh, Marvin Jones has already uh, decided that he's moving on from Detroit mm-hmm. in this free agency period, and they're trying to they're still trying to figure out absolutely how much they value a Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't get either one of them back, a Tyrell Williams best, we were looking at him as being a very solid wide receiver, mm-hmm. more of a number two than a number one, but. He could definitely feel, you know, feel a hole at receiver there in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say that's about it, though. I want to say I saw something else, but I can't really think about it right now. I did see that. Um, oh man, what's the uh, Trent Brown, the left tackle in Vegas? He came from uh, New England. Is that the name, Trent Brown? Mm-hmm. I see that they're looking at trading him to see what oh, his market wow. is. Okay. Yeah. To see what his market is. Um, and once again, that's still a young guy. I want to say he's still on a rookie contract. Something like that. Um, and there's been some high hopes for him. So we'll see how that plays out. But um, I want to say that's about it um, that all I've the seen. Big names. Yeah, all the big names so far. But like they say, uh, next week, I saw uh, somebody had interviewed a, a general manager, and he was like, man, next week is going to be crazy when mm-hmm. it comes to all the transactions that's going to take place, you know, leading up to free agency, opening up in two weeks. Close to it. We're getting close and, to it. And like I say, the Saints, as always, seem like they, <laughs> they've gotten uh, a head start on everybody else in those regards. Uh, no all that to do. All that just so take some hill could be our starter. Don't do that, bro. <laughs> No, don't do that, man. Don't, don't, don't curse us like that. Go get your jersey. <laughs> nah, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. He, he has to be in the Russell Wilson deal. That's somebody who has to go <laughs> in the Russell Wilson deal. It's Taysom Hill. He's a must. Y'all just take him, please. Do whatever y'all want with him. Just take him. All right. But uh, yeah, we uh, we won't talk in the NBA today. I know uh, the All Star Weekend is supposed to be this week. I want to say, 
And I don't know exactly. I want to say they picked back up pretty quickly after that. I don't know exactly uh, what's the date of the second half of the season, but um, everything, the landscape is pretty much looking the same from what it was last week at this point. Uh, So if we, if there's anything to talk about next week, we definitely will. But it seems like these next three weeks are going to really be NFL heavy. Uh, A lot of transactions coming next week. And then the week after that free agency opens up. So, uh, we'll definitely probably be looking at a lot of NFL these next few weeks. Be ready for it, man. So that's it for us today. We appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, always looking for y'all feedback. So make sure y'all, you know, y'all present that to us. Uh, and we'll holler at y'all next week. All right, my man. I'm in the league, you boys not in my league If you listen close, I'm coaching, take key Cause the boy hella dope without pushing a Blanco Still stabbing bitches like 94 in the Bronco If it's about the money, I'm leaving them hoes pronto If I don't do nothing, I'm about line so.